You're listening to Artitude, a podcast with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Schlich, and today we dive into the deep and unknown, exciting ocean of a very creative mind, which is actually, it is Cliff Roman, and Cliff Roman is the godfather of Californian punk rock. Yes. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Dad. It's great to have you in the show. It's really so cool because, I mean, I had a short chat with Cliff already yesterday. And, I mean, Cliff, is, it's, it's unbelievable. I really love it. I mean, he's, he's, he's what we're going to do is, um, uh, we, we, what we're going to do in the first episode is we're going to go through his earlier life and uh, he's, he's born in, in North Hollywood and I'm really looking forward to to, to listen to, to the story about North Hollywood Hollywood in the 60s, 70s uh, and later on in the second part we, we're gonna go then uh, um, into his time with, with, with the Weirders which is his, uh, his punk rock band in the, in the, in the 70s uh, I think in the 70s, no? yeah sure and uh, and he has, I mean, it's, it's really great. So, so I'm really looking forward for that as well. We will listen to songs as well in every episode. In the third episode, we're gonna go then into uh, into Cliff's nowadays life, um, which which is uh, as well very exciting because I mean he used to be 30 years math teacher and and then then he started again with a band. So, um, dear guys, I think we will have three lovely episodes. Every Sunday at 10 o'clock, we will have our early confession. Hey, Cliff, great to have you here. Hi, Dad. It's great to be on with you. Uh, that's so cool. Lovely. I mean, it's funny because I, I met Cliff actually somehow through Debbie's go. Somehow. Because Cliff is a friend of Debbie and uh, and we came, we came along. And, and so, yeah, now here we go. And... Uh, I mean, technology is sometimes really amazing, and it's great. It creates networks. It's lovely, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say let's just start. And and uh, okay, and you told me yesterday you, uh, you 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 were born in North Hollywood you know, in, in the in the in the sixties. No, in the fifties. No, I was born in Hollywood. In Hollywood, right? In the, in fil in the film studio, and no, and, was, and Ronald <laughs> and Ronald Reagan was 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 the nanny. No, <laughs> I was born uh, in uh, the early fifties, nineteen fifty-three, at right. um, in Hollywood at uh, uh, at the Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital on Vermont near Sunset Boulevard, and okay. um, uh, and then in my early years were in Los Angeles and. Um, 
and also moved to North Hollywood in the late 50s. And, yeah. um, and mainly grew up in North Hollywood. And for a few years, um, we lived in Thousand Oaks, where I, where I live now. Yeah. And, uh, but I um, mainly so grew up in North Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Where, where did you go to the kindergarten? Where was it? So um, when I went to kindergarten, it was at a lovely school in Los Angeles called Crescent Heights Elementary. And All right. it was a beautiful old school. Uh, they had to tear it down after one of the earthquakes. Um, but I went there for, we lived nearby, and um, I used to walk to school, or my parents would drop me off. Um, Can you it, remember it, one I, of these earthquakes as you still were there in the kindergarten? Well, the earthquakes happened later on, which I remember clearly. Uh, the first earthquake was when we were living in North Hollywood. I was in high school in my senior year. So I think that was in 1971, and that was called the Silmar quake. And um, it happened early in the morning. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure about the exact time. Say it was like six in the morning. Everyone's still in bed. The house starts shaking violently. And the next thing I knew, and I don't know how this happened, but I'm under my bed. You know, and the bed's only six inches off the ground, right? So I'm under my bed, and when the shaking wow. stops... Um, my brothers were nearby. I started singing the Who song, or it's not a Who song, yeah. but I was singing a song from the Who Live at Leeds album. I sang, shaking all over. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a, that was a so very, you're still... it, not, it really wasn't funny, but that, that's what I, how I reacted to it. And because, you know. I so was, you still could keep your humor. Yeah, I had a sense of humor about it but um it was a it was a very bad earthquake i mean people died there was a lot of destruction and uh but getting wow. back to where i went to kindergarten i went to this this lovely school it's called um crescent heights elementary it's still there and yeah. we lived a few blocks away in west la for a few years and um, yeah. i went to first grade there and then we bought a house back in north hollywood Originally, when we first moved to north hollywood my mom and my brother and i uh, moved into this house With how old have you been there in the late 50s? So I was maybe four years old in the late 50s. We moved into this house with my grandparents. My right. um, so we were there for a few years. Then my mom remarried, and uh, we were living in West LA. And that's where when I started kindergarten and uh, first grade. Then we in moved the back 50s, to yeah, North sure. Hollywood no, on the no, same yeah. street as my grandparents in another different house. And that's where I mainly grew up at on Late 54, 45, 14th place in North Hollywood between Burbank Boulevard and Chandler, where the railroad tracks are. And, uh, you know, we'd wake up in the morning hearing the train go by. My, school, my elementary school was just around the corner. It was called Burbank Boulevard Elementary. And I went there for second, third, fourth, and fifth grade. They had sixth grade there, but we moved to Thousand Oaks. When, I, when we moved to Thousand Oaks, the school I went to, Meadows Elementary, went up to eighth grade. And, and the school district I, I was in did not have yeah. a junior high. So after eighth grade, I ended up at, uh, I went to Thousand Oaks High School for about a year and a half. And then my parents sold the house. We moved back to the same house on Courtine Place which was this lovely, classic, you know, mid-century modern, ranch-style home. Uh, so how old do you have been there? So 10 years probably, something like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Until yeah. I, until I um, graduated high school and went, went to college, I, I lived in that house. 
And uh, eventually what happened, there were be- this house, there were beautiful homes on the street, had no sidewalks. And all the homes were built maybe in the 1940s. They were really lovely homes, including my grandparents. And they had large yards. And one by one, people would, they rezoned it for apartments. And one by one, they would, what they would do, they wouldn't knock down the house. They would lift it off the foundation and someone would buy it and pay to have it moved in another part of the San Fernando Valley. That happened to my grandparents' house and our house. And then they would build apartments. So now that lovely street is just, apartments i mean los angeles is very famous for 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 neoliberalism like this isn't it mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh, as as i had a chat with debbie about that uh as as a beginning of 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 of, of los angeles as a city before it was a, a city uh you probably know that it was nothing wasn't it even in the late 50s it was probably it, it um, was in the late 50s, the San Fernando Valley, it was starting to get developed um, yeah. because it was, Los Angeles is really in a desert. It's a desert. Yeah. And there's very little water. And so in the 19, early uh, 20th century, um, they brought water down from Owens Lake, which is maybe 500, 600 miles away to the north near on yeah. the side of this near, near Death Valley. And they, they, that's where we were getting our water. And they were able to transform the San Fernando Valley, where North Hollywood is, into a, um, a garden. And um, they grew orange. There was mainly they grew oranges. That was a, a big thing in um, those days. Yeah. So there's, yeah. and there was also ranches where they, where people raised horses. A lot of movie stars lived in the area too. And, and that was another thing when, when you grew up, if you lived in Los Angeles, yeah, and if you lived, especially if you lived in the Hollywood or North Hollywood area, or, or mm-hmm. there's a town called Studio City, there was Sherman Oaks, Van Nuys, everyone, Studio you, were, City. <laughs> you were surrounded by not only the studios, Warner Brothers was nearby in Burbank, there was Universal Studios nearby in yeah. Studio City, yeah. there was Colum- Colum- Columbia Studios in Studio City. There was yeah. Paramount over the hill. There was Fox. There was MGM in Culver City. We were. It was the industry was all over the place, and all the kids I grew up with, a lot of them, their parents yeah. were in that industry. They might be they an animator. Work. They might be a television director. They might be an editor. They might be their parents. Maybe were actors, or your friends were child actors. So yeah, and. and Everything the world grew up on, all the movies that came out of Hollywood, were all filmed in where I lived. Filmed in sure, um, sure. I parts mean, what, of the what, San what, Fernando what Valley, that... even out here in Thousand Oaks. You know, they shot a lot of westerns yeah. out here in Thousand yeah, Oaks. Yeah, I mean, the, the, and I can, the area when I beautiful. when I watch Gunsmoke, I can see uh, Mount <laughs> Cliff, which is across the valley. You know, that's where they filmed raw, uh, uh, Rawhide or Gunsmoke. <laughs> They probably feel rawhide as well. Too. Yeah. yeah, and as I remember, I remember in the late fifties, and and as well. I mean, uh, listen to this. Yeah. I remember I was a little boy, and they were filming Spartacus, like a big battle scene yeah. on the hills behind Universal Studio. Uh, up on who the was in there. Which uh, Kirk Douglas? Then? No, Kirk Douglas was in Spartacus. Kirk Douglas. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, but you could see like 
you could see them up on the hill, you know, and they're in costume and they're form, you know, there's the Roman army and then the, yeah. the, sl the slave revolt. A lot of the homes. And, you, and you, you didn't want to be part of it or what? No, I was a little boy. I just remember my parents telling me, oh, look, there's filming a movie up there. You know, you could see it. You know, what else was out nearby was um, Hanna-Barbera Studios, right, where they did all the cartoons. You remember, um, do you remember the Flintstones or the Jetsons? Yeah. All that was done, right, yeah. just a few blocks away Jetsons from where I live. And, and, yeah. And then, um, and you knew that, too. We knew the that. The animation you know, is it's right there. You drive by the building. There it is. And also, also, um, you know, car culture was a big thing in Los Angeles, right? And especially in the when they started customizing cars yeah. in the 1950s. Well, one of the most famous customizers was George Barris, and his showroom and his, you know, his body shop were like we we'd walk by it. It was right there, and we'd mm -hmm. see the Batmobile. The monkey mobile, you know, all his <laughs> customs were like on display right there. And 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 you and you never came on on this idea that that you want to be a part of this as well, or what? Yeah, well, I don't know. I didn't really think about it. That just came later on. When I was a kid, I I like I was um, already known as a good artist um, by third grade, and uh, uh, so I was sort of really interested in art. I was also, I had, a lot of people in my family were involved in music. I had, my grandfather played clarinet. So I'd listen to him practice growing yeah. up. My, right. um, my, I had cousins who played yeah. piano, cello. My um, mom's grandfather owned a music shop yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. And um, she played piano. Everyone played. Everyone had piano. Uh, so okay. music was a big, big thing in the family. And art. Well, I what was, what we did were he always, sell in the music shop? He sold uh, pianos. What, what did he sell? Records and, or, or instruments? No, he sold instruments like pianos. He might have sold records. I have no idea. Uh, and and yeah. my mother's grandfather, my great grandfather, yeah. actually had a klezmer band in Europe at one time. And I don't know, uh, are you familiar with klezmer music? No. What is it, klezmer? Kle klezmer music is uh, was like Jewish pop music. Uh, with it, it sounds kind of like a little like Dixieland. I don't know how okay. else to describe it. Yeah, it's and they played mainly. There would be like the violin would be my like the lead instrument and the clarinet, and um, you know so they but they'd have percussion. And um, maybe uh, um, mandolins or some type of guitar, and the klezmer music is still being played today and recorded. That sounds and, very interesting. You, should, you might yeah. send me a oh, link. It rocks. So my grand, my great grandfather had a. You might. You he, might. He had an, a klezmer yeah. orchestra. It's called the, I think it was called the Amsterdam. His last name was Amsterdam. The Amsterdam Orchestra. And um, anyway, so I had, you wow. know, I grew, and then I, the other thing, my, my yeah. mother. Um, My, when I was little, she finished college. She went to UCLA and had a, to get a degree in art. So my mother was a quite talented artist. So was my grandfather. My grandfather, her dad was an inventor who invented, came up with and designed and built the, the first uh, jukebox 
that played records vertically, right? Like this, so the needle would go like ah, this. Ah, sure, yeah. We, right? we had them so all. So the, the record in, would spin. As well. So what my, here's what my grandfather yeah. did, because we're always amazed at the story. Uh, so my mom said he, he yeah. um, uh, and they lived in Chicago in the 19, my mom was born in, in the uh, early 1930s. They, she, she my, so yeah. my whole family on my mom's side lived in North Chicago. And um, uh, so my grandfather designs this jukebox. He sells it to the jukebox yeah. company okay. and buys a car right before World War II to, to buy a um, car. And then the war yeah. started. And, but he, he kept the car or what? Um, well, I think he may have sold it because they couldn't buy gas. Gas was rationed. So um, oh, look yeah, I'm not the, sure we, what we have happened. To say. <laughs> yeah, gas was rationed. Yeah. And then, like, um, now, like now in Germany probably as well mm -hmm. again sometime, you know. But the, yeah. and, and my, my um, family on my father's side were all from the Ukraine. He Kiev. They are from and, Kiev, yeah. Right, and um, I was recently, um, my nephew recently found the manifest when he got off the ship. I know the name of the ship he was on, where he sailed, oh, sailed right. from Bremer, Bremer, Bremerton. Yeah. Sailed from Bremerton, I think. And um, um, so they came, uh, my dad's yeah. side, they came over one brother at a time, and then they'd go back and get some more family. And they, my dad's family was from uh, um, Akron, Ohio, in that area, in a town right. called Cuyahoga Falls. My mom's family is from, oh, you're back on. And my mom's family is from um, the Chicago area. And then everyone kind of came out to mm -hmm. L.A. at some point, maybe in the, after World War II, they moved out to L.A., aunts and uncles, and then my, my mom's family. Do you have still still relatives in in Kiev or are you still in contact with I some have, of your I, relatives I don't think from so. Kiev? I don't think so. I might. I don't know. Oh, um, I can't imagine that 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 this music was probably influenced by, by uh, jazz. Influence was influenced by by this Jewish rock music, wasn't it? Yeah, klezmer. Oh yeah, it's very jazzy. And um, I can imagine that. I'm, I'm probably right. heard it. Well, you know, like Fiddler on the Roof. Some of that music is sort of like. What you would hear in a klezmer band, you know, the violin from that from the fiddler on the roof. Sure, it's, it's like, it's sometimes it's it's usually upbeat, but sometimes it's beautifully sad, depending on the song. <laughs> I mean, clarinet can be very Anyways, sad. Yeah. yeah, and I, so and, you, you oh, play, so you play when, the clarinet as well. I wanted to play the clarinet because my grandfather played clarinet, so my grandmother bought me um, a nice starter clarinet, and I my mom got a clarinet teacher. And I, and this is in third grade when I was seven and eight years old. And so I started learning clarinet, caught on quickly and joined the school orchestra by the same year in third grade. I was, you know, there was first clarinet, second clarinet, third clarinet, fourth clarinet was real popular. There was fourth clarinet. I think it was, I was in the back row, you know, <laughs> fifth or sixth clarinet and I worked my way up eventually. And, um, And we had a nice little um, mm. orchestra of maybe 40 kids, 30 to maybe 30 kids, maybe maybe not that many, maybe between 20 and 30 kids. It was an elementary school orchestra, and, and we would play Brahms and Mozart and Beethoven. And um, I remember, um, like, my first record 
and I still have it, was Beethoven's Pastorale, if you know that piece. It's a gorgeous, beautiful piece. Um, what? I'm not sure this, what the symphony okay. is. Just, um, just the something. Ninth, something like that. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, beautiful. Is it that? I think so. I'm not sure. That might be a different one. Uh, because I, I can't my think of it first single moment. was this song. Which uh, it was "Song of Joy." I mean, but it was by Beethoven, you know. It was, uh, ah, you disappeared again. The I don't think that's it. I I yeah. think the pastoral, and it was based on a folk song. It, it's quite beautiful, and you get. It's actually, I think Beethoven wrote it. I remember my mom explained this to me, or my grandmother. He wrote it while he was traveling on a train. You know, it gives you a sense of looking out the window and seeing the countryside of uh, Germany go by, you know, which is quite beautiful. I've seen it. And, um, yeah. So, um, and then, and then another one of my, the next record I got was Benny Goodman in Brussels, you know, at the Brussels World's Fair. <laughs> and, you know, because I was playing clarinet. In Brussels. And, uh, yeah. And Benny Goodman was a, a, a clarinet player. Yeah. When I was in fifth grade, I'm, I'm 10 years old, 1963, two major things happened. Uh, the yeah. Beatles play on um, on uh, Ed Sullivan. And the next day, the kids are talking about the Beatles. And so, so that was a big deal. And then uh, not long after yeah. that, I believe, I'm not sure if it was before or after, but I think it was after after the Beatles first play on Ed Sullivan, uh, um, an administrator walks in and is talking quietly to my teacher. And the teacher yeah. announces that um, uh, the president had been assassinated. So those were, I remember, right. those were two big events. The other big thing I remember uh, in, in I think it was in fourth grade, <laughs> in fourth grade, that Dodgers were in the 1963 World Series and we're all on the playground listening to the World Series on little transistor radios. That was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with uh, yeah. Uh, Sandy Colfax was the pitcher. And um, <laughs> uh, North Hollywood uh, and was is in an area called the San Fernando Valley. And it's it was very smoggy. And um, it's not like it is today. Today, you can see the mountains on, on any given day. But growing up, you couldn't see the mountains a few miles away. It was so gray and smoggy, and it would make you sick. It would give you headaches. The air yeah. would make my, um, you know, like oh, yes. my lungs and lungs and uh, my like my trachea kind of sore. You get it was awful, you know. So we it was well, uh, already polluted, very polluted and smoggy. Yeah, and you could see it every day. Burn your eyes. I really had a a lovely childhood. The 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 main traumatic thing in my trial childhood was when my mom and dad divorced when I was very young. And um, after my, my brother uh, was born, they divorced shortly after that. And that was kind of traumatic. And cause I didn't know what happened. And, uh, but fortunately I was, uh, I still saw my father on weekends and um, stayed connected with his side of the family. We, we, I had a lovely childhood. I mean, you know, we, my dad, my stepfather was an electrician. Um, he, he did things like he, I remember he, he told me he worked on the Capitol Records building when he, when he was an elect, you know, first starting out as an electrician. So that was a kind of a cool thing. 
and um you know in hollywood and um yeah so we we kind of had um we had a you know we had a a 1959 rambler station wagon and with um you know the seats covered in clear plastic and uh it was the car if you paid extra you got lap seat belts with it which we did and um so in this little it was a little copper Brambler station wagon with with real cool fins, you know, tail fins, and um, yeah. we would, um, you know, we would drive to Palm Springs and go on vacation. We would go up to Santa Barbara on vacation. We'd go down to La, uh, Laguna Beach on vacation, or San Diego Lovely. visit relatives. Lovely. We'd go to um, Sequoia National Park. We'd camp in um, go camping in Yosemite and um, Lovely. So and, and uh, did did yeah. your mother teach you a little bit art as 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 you've been a, a well, child? Um I don't recall her ever sitting me down and showing me how to do art or draw anything. I just it was just a natural ability for me. This is 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 this in the in the fifties, oh yeah, you know, like TV was brand new back then, right? In the fifties, early fifties. So I remember watching all the early sure. shows in yeah. the nineteen fifties, you know, and I loved yeah. watching cartoons. But yeah. um, so I would, I used to like to, and I liked westerns and movies, old movies, and um, um, especially comedies. I loved all the comedies, you know, like the Marx Brothers. Or Laurel I and love Hardy, Brothers. yes, and W.C. Yeah. Fields. So, uh, and I loved, um, you know, Abbott and Costello, and sure. uh, so you know Jerry Lewis, you know. So, and and uh, you know, on Saturdays, my mom would take my brother and I. We'd go to a matinee, either in, um, at the uh, the Fox uh, in Studio City on, on Ventura Boulevard, and you know, yeah. she'd give us. 50 cents and you could get in and buy candy and uh we'd go see you know you know you know there's always a couple of cartoons and then there'd be a, a cool movie like jason and the argonauts or something like that you know? <laughs> and um that's great isn't it and uh, we did things like oh, oh godzilla know, <laughs> yeah godzilla well that i remember watching on tv you know and oh another thing or king uh, Kong. my parents got first, a first uh uh, you know, my right when color TVs became available, we got a color TV. So that was a big yeah. deal. You know, to watch Bonanza was the only show in color. Uh, we watched on Sunday nights <laughs> Bonanza. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, me, my brother, we had friends in the neighborhood. We had bikes. We ride around like we were, you know, a little game yeah. bikes. You know, we'd play yeah. football. We could put pl we'd play football in the street. You know, yeah. and um, we'd. Um, We'd like uh, explore the apartment buildings as they were being built, you know. Sounds the, like a good childhood. Yeah, it was it was a good childhood. Yeah, that's real. I was that. very fortunate. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I had a big family too. I had a big family. Now, now uh, I so had good support. I was the yeah. I was the oldest of three boys. So there was myself, my brother Dan, who was about a year and a half younger, and then my brother Joel, who's about six six almost six and a half years younger than me. And um, so it's still a, a big, close family. And, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, I had 
you know, over the years, my aunts and uncles passed away and my grandparents. And, but, you know, I had, I had a really big extended family, especially after my mom remarried um, my stepfather. And then we had yeah. their big family. And um, sure. so, you know, and then also uh, when my, my, when my mom married my stepfather, his parents lived in uh, Beverly Hills in an area called mm. Benedict Canyon up on the mountain. They had a, they had a house with a view of the city and um, mm. mid-century modern. Um, I remember my dad's bedroom was really cool because he lived there for a while. They, they, they built this mm. house after he graduated high school or, or right when he graduated yeah. high school. And his room yeah. was like turquoise, the walls, the door, everything was done like turquoise, you know. And then my grandparents' right. room, you know, was sort of like gray and pink. And um, <laughs> they had this great big open um, living room with glass, yeah. floor-to-ceiling mm. glass all mm. across the back. And mm. a big pool in the backyard. So, mm. you know, we, we, we hung out up there, like went up there for dinner every Sunday night. And, um, and uh they lived on, they lived right off Cielo Drive. So what happened on Cielo Drive in 1969 was the Manson murders, you know, the Tate, La, the sure? Tate murders, right yes. around yeah, the yeah. corner from, their, from really? their home. Yeah. Well, that was and, scary, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, that was real scary. What do you but then, you know, so I, I went to, um, you know, I, when I, when I, we, in, in 1964, my parents bought a house in a suburb of LA called Thousand Oaks. It's in the Canal Valley yeah. off the 101 freeway. If you're driving north, say from LA to Ventura or Santa Barbara, you mm. pass through it. And some friends of ours had moved here and built a house in the early 60s. And we were out here all the time. And it was famous for an attraction called Jungle Land, which is where, since the 1920s, I think, they used to keep all the exotic um, lions, tigers, jaguars, elephants, yeah. giraffes, any all the wild animals that were used in all the movies that you've seen on TV, yeah. right? And yeah. um, like a zoo, like like an open zoo yeah. with with uh, yeah. wild right. park. Right. So, and that had, that had been established like years ago. And so we move out here mm. in 1964. My parents buy a, another beautiful ranch style, mid-century modern home up and I'd have yeah. new friends. So that's 64. So now around that time of period, I'm listening to the radio a lot, right? Listening to the radio you, and so I'm you're hearing, listening, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm hearing, you know, the, uh, the beach boys, um, um, All right. Bob Dylan, The Rolling Stones, yeah. the Kinks, the Beatles, yeah, yeah, and um, I'm, I'm, you yeah, know, that music is quite is eclectic. Sort of the soundtrack so what was, what was about Led Zeppelin and, and Harlas of Jim, Jimi Hendrix? That came a little later. So, well, when I was 15, I'm in high school, and now I'm hearing, um, and and of course, as as the years go by, 64, 65, 66, 67. You know, I'm listening to, you know, whatever comes out during that time period, and I'm starting to buy singles. And my parents had a nice record player, sure. so I could go, I could buy yeah. a, a, a new 45. I think they're like a 99 cents down at Caneo Music, the local music store. And, uh, you know, I'm buying, like, yeah, no. you know, The Doors, yeah. um, 
and I would buy uh, cream and um, whatever was coming out that I liked. I liked uh, the first Rolling Stones record I bought. So how long have comes, you been there? As as you, you, I was there. We lived in Thousand Oaks just for briefly for about not even five years, up until 1968. And so then I start. I started buying albums. Yeah. I bought um, Jimi Hendrix, Axis Bold as Love, um, and um, one of my first records was uh, Magical Mystery Tour, The Beatles. And then I bought Iron Butterfly Heavy, their first album, All right. which was really good. And then I liked bands like Spirit and, and um, bought their album. Uh, right? I never bought Inagata De Vida. <laughs> Here's another thing, Adet. If a band got too popular, I kind of stopped liking <laughs> them. Right? <laughs> I know Except for the Beatles, oh, the Rolling yeah. Stones, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Oh, I also yeah. liked, yeah. I liked, um, um, and I started hearing and things about and seeing things about the hippies, right? And um, <laughs> so I was really interested in that. And I liked bands like, yeah. you know, the Jefferson Airplane. I liked as, as, as you listen to this music, what was your age? Um, 15, 16 Those ages, 15 and 16. So you start so, buying your first records with 15. Yes, when I was 15 years old. And okay. I also liked, I kind of had, you know, I liked um, other music as well. I liked folk music. I liked um, jazz. Um, I liked uh, blues. I got very interested in the blues, especially if, um, You know, if uh, older blues musicians who are kind of having a sure. renaissance in the '60s. So sure. um, now the big thing was when I was still living in Thousand Oaks, in in right before my, um, let's see, so this '68. Um, I was uh, right right before my 15th birthday, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I was maybe I was already 15. Um, um uh I I I I was in high school and uh mm -hmm. I went to see I went to my first big concert. I went to see The Cream and Deep Purple at the Forum. So we drive five of us pack into a little Volkswagen Beetle because that's what, you know, um that was a popular car for high school kids, you know, their parents could buy yeah. them. A beetle for under two thousand dollars, brand new. Wow! So we pack wow. into this. I remember it was like a yellow Volkswagen Beetle. Three of us are in the back seat, couple in the front, right? We drive down to Inglewood. This was this was like the coolest thing that ever happened in my life to go um, see the Cream. You know, and this is when Wheels <laughs> of Fire came out, right? Did, did, and did you wave to I, you? I just played, huh? Did the he what? wave to you, the queen? The queen? Did I wave to them? Yeah, I'm sure I did. No. <laughs> but but um, and um, so uh, we see the queen, and then um, shortly after the queen. Okay, cream. I thought I thought you saw the queen. No, it... no, I went to a rock concert. <laughs> It's the cream. Right. Their farewell concert. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. The, I did see the queen once. Bad, <laughs> it was just a bad connection. I thought I thought oh, okay. maybe might like the Pope waves to right. you. You know, oh, there, there's Cliff. Oh. Uh -huh. 
And and um, also at that time, I started, I started, I got a saxophone. So yeah. I'm playing, you know, saxophone, which, which kind of made me, and I was in a band too, out here in Thousand Oaks when I was like 14, 15. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and, and uh, so it was, I played sax, my friend Matt Schaefer played trumpet. And then we had a bass player, a guitarist or two, and yeah. a drummer and a bass player. Lovely. And we even played, a, we played uh, a few parties. We played uh, the old stagecoach here in Thousand Oaks. Sounds once. like fun. Like big, Oh, it's big really, fun, yes. we, we won a uh, talent contest. Yeah. You know, we won $20. Wow, cool. Did you, did you sing at this time already? No, Or I wasn't singing. Just play... I just played Too sax. Shy. Yeah, I played sax. But then, you know, I'd look at, yeah. I'd look at the guys playing bass and guitar And I think, man, yeah. I, I, you know, and when they'd let me like try out their, their electrical, you know, the, their, their guitars and their bass, you know, they'd let me try and, it out. And I was, I, yeah, I was like, man, so I want to get a guitar. Yeah. So then, um, And, at, at, so by, so 19, late 1968, my parents decided to sell the house and they'd never sold our house in North Hollywood. And we moved mm. back in. Now this was a uh, cool for several reasons. Um, where we were living at Thousand Oaks was kind of boring. It was, you know, there was nothing to do for kids, right? You'd have to go into town, like yeah. we, like yeah. when we drove to see yeah. the Cream, not the Queen. Uh, we had to drive into Inglewood. Mm -hmm. It's a long drive. So now I'm in North Hollywood. I'm in high school, finishing finishing up tenth grade, and um, North Hollywood High School had just done away with the the dress code for students so I could grow my hair long in Thousand Oaks if you're if the back of your hair touched the collar you'd get suspended you'd get sent home if you showed up to school and your hair was too long so they had restrictions now I'm in North Hollywood High School and it's like total freedom and um, everyone is a musician all the kids play guitar or piano <laughs> or keyboards or honestly um, A horn yeah. or, yeah. or, you know, sax. Yeah. And so, we're forming yeah. bands or I invite kids over to my yeah. house and we have jam sessions. And um, I'm also learning. Yeah. Um, I had I had an amazing um, uh, teacher in high school. His name was Tom Dodson. He was um, my music teacher. Mm. And we would go to the music room. Mm. Now, the music room was isolated from the school. It was out on the 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 track where you would, you know, the, it was out on the field where the track is, where you'd run laps. And um, so we'd go in there and there were instruments everywhere, including there was a, a harpsichord and um, all kinds of instruments. He would let me take them home. And I would, so I always had like other instruments with me. Um, like a, I had a an alto clarinet, which was like a bigger clarinet with a, chrome kind of bell on it like a saxophone and yeah. it, it had a deeper tone and um i also took home uh, a stand-up bass and um that's great and i mean that is, sounds really and, like and the, and but the the cool thing uh he had a, a class called uh he had i signed up for his class called modern or contemporary music so i the first yeah. day of his class he starts playing us things like Carl Heinz Stockhausen, Stockhausen and, sure. and John Coltrane, this album called Ohm, which was just free jazz. 
and um, we learned about people like Charles Ives, and um, and then he bought a Moog synthesizer, and he tells us we're the only high school in the entire country with a Moog synthesizer. So then I had to learn how to like, I had to learn about a synthesizer. It was like, ama- I thought it was the most <laughs> amazing thing I ever saw. And I, I remember buying two albums. I bought Switched on Bach, which was Bach music, all done on a Moog synthesizer. And then I bought, I bought, I can't remember the name of it, but it was just an album of like pop, spacey synthesizer music, you know, real, mm-hmm. it sounds real cool these days. I can't imagine that. Yes. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. there I am in learning like how to like, you had to go from the, um, the, um, the, the sound generator and they had the different sound waves, you know, sawtooth, square, sine wave, and you had to put, you know, go plug in a chord there and go into the filter and the mixer mm. and the ring modulator. And then there was a, it was attached to a keyboard so you could like, you know, make sounds. And he also, we also learned about how to make music just using natural sounds. Uh, so wow. we had to, yeah. we had to create, we had, and he had, he also had a studio right there too. We had a, a four track, Sony tape recorder and a two-track uh, God, Sony God. to what, mix what down. What do you need more? You know, I mean, that was like 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 the dreamland. We say yeah. Schlaraffenland in Germany for yeah. for musicians, for creative people, isn't it? I mean, yeah, so great. Sounds so great. Yeah, wow. and I also i i wasn't i wasn't like you're at this school. You were either a jock, so you're on like football, baseball. You know what I mean? You're in sports. Yeah. That was the jocks, yeah. or yeah. you were a weirdo. You were into yeah. art and music, yeah. And um, so and um, you were ob- obviously this the second art music. one, <laughs> yeah, art music. Yeah, sure. And, sure. and I, I mean, had a great oh, we, they, we had great art teachers at the school too. And so sounds I was, it sounds so I, encouraging, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I won a one summer. I won a scholarship uh, to go to uh, a local university. It was uh, uh, it's now called. California State University Northridge. Back then, it was San Fernando uh, University of California, something like that. And so I had a summer class there. And I I remember I put together this huge piece made out of pieces of scrap lumber. And I and maybe and then I sloshed paint on it. And the teacher was so impressed that when we had the um, the uh, an exhibit at the end of the of the um, of the the class, you know, it was like a two week class. Yeah. Uh, my piece, it was really large. He hung it right in the main gallery on the on the main wall. Great. Like Great. Was... You know what, Cliff? What I think, you know, so so we we're gonna do sometime an extra podcast just about your your art experience. Okay. Because that sounds so interesting. So I could yeah. listen to you for hours because I'm 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 just worrying that that we get running out of time. That's fine. Uh, uh, but it's it's great it's amazing so yeah. so, so 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 i think because um cliff has as well um we we decided to play in the first episode with with cliff uh, a song of him it is uh especially um um because it's 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 the time you know so where we all have to be kind uh, so this song is is called kindness and um 
maybe you want to tell a little bit about that song before we play it? Well, this is a song I, I wrote just recently. Um, it just came to me one day, and it all happened just before, you know, the um, the Black Lives Matter um, movement kind of came up because of um, what happened um, um, to, to George Floyd. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I, just shocked George all Floyd. of us. It just, that, that shocked everybody. Sure. And, but but sure. this song came, like, kind of right before it. it just And the way songs, uh, I've written a lot of songs, they just sort of bubble up. You know, yeah. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. They just sort of like, you know, um, no, I, 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 I know exactly. I mean, that's that's the way how how, how songs can really be written, describe, isn't yeah. it? Something so. comes, something comes up. Maybe I'm playing something on guitar. This song, um, I think, just I started with the word kindness. I think, and all yeah. I, I was just singing kindness, hmm. kindness, and then I wrote some hmm. lyrics. I wrote. So you start a mantra, actually, a little bit. Yeah, and then I I, I wrote. Um, I came up with sort of a what I thought was the chorus, um, and it it's sort of like a sub chorus. I don't know. I'm I'm um, when I, when I write a song, it's there's a beginning, an ending, and a middle. You know. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm I compose uh, everything. The uh, yeah. yeah. Um, You know the verse, the chorus, the bridge, the solo, yeah. the the hook. Yeah. Lovely, so, lovely. I've I've listened to it already. Yeah. I really like it. It's a lovely song. Yeah. It's a Thank lovely you. Song. And it's and so and, and so I. What happened was uh, my my niece um, Emily Roman works for uh, was working at a company and she signed me to Rough Trade Publishing. And yeah. during the Black Live Black Lives Matter um, uh, period, Campaign. Uh, yeah. the a rough trade put together a, a a compilation of 92 of their artists and put it out on Bandcamp. It's still there, and okay. uh, it was a fundraiser, a, fu a fundraiser in support of Black Lives Matter. I recorded the song with my nephew, who's an engineer, works for the yeah. Foo Fighters here in Northridge. Uh, so he's working in the studio so, over there, right? So, but we did it in yeah. his garage because at my brother's house is set up just like a, a studio. So yeah. I went in there and and he played drums. I played guitars. I do all the guitars. I sing, and then his uh, friend uh, Evan plays bass. And it's great because these guys they're they're like kids. They're in their twenties. And yeah. um, so um, anyway, so he produced it, and um, you know it, it lovely. I mean, uh, I mean, it I think sounds it's one of the best songs fresh. I ever wrote. Yeah, it it is great. It sounds very fresh. Thank you. I mean, on that note. My 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 dear Cliff, I really would say so. So, dear listeners, um, just uh, listen to the song, and uh, yeah, I think it's very necessary. Kindness.
That was Kindness from Cliff Roman, one of his latest songs, actually. So, so he, he wrote and, and uh, recorded I still, this. Yeah. I, 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 I still perform it, perform it uh, in, in the band I'm in, my band called The Robot Uprising. It's part of our set. We will, we will listen yeah. to in, in the th second part and third part more, more about uh, Cliff's, Cliff's music as well. Um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go in, in next Sunday at ten o'clock in the morning early confession. We we we're gonna go into the world into, into the world of the weirdest. The weirdest is was 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 Cliff's punk rock band. So actually, so that's the reason why he is the godfather of punk rock. But that we we're gonna listen to that in the next episode. I would say, dear listeners, um, if you want to support this podcast um, just uh, 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 donate something on the Red Circle page or go to the www.attitude.com page uh, you can go as well um, if you want to, to join Cliff to, to, to Cliff's page it's it's on Instagram as well isn't it? Instagram it's at Cliff Roman no? So they can follow you there. Uh, if you want to, to, to listen to more material as well, what I'm going to do, like always, I put the links, uh, all the links what, what, which are necessary from Cliff uh, into my description so you can find there everything if you want to contact him or if you want to buy his music on Bandcamp. It's there too. What you can do as well is we have our uh, lively 
I Love West Cork Artists Group on Facebook, where Cliff is as well um, a member. And uh, people people are very lively over there and, and uh, um, listen, getting always updates what's going on with, with the Attitude podcast and as well with... with, with for instance, now with with, with these three podcasts with Cliff. Cliff is as well in the Hall of Attitude now. Cliff, congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It is actually so. so what an everyone, honor. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm so happy that I, that, that, I, that I have it because it's really, for me, it's really, I, I've got from Cliff some, some images. And for me, it's really a, a huge thing to to create collages out of that as well you know so 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 this podcast is a combination of i mean eventually making human stronger you know so because because it's really it's about networking it's about spreading love and kindness too isn't it so this this will be um this will be for all the people who, who are not yet in the hall of fame or in the hall of rock and roll at least in the hall of attitude you know not the worst case if you guys if you want to to follow me on Instagram, it is uh, at Dutchlish or at Attitude or at I Love Westcock Artists on Instagram. Or, like I say, you're gonna go go to Facebook to the to the I Love Westcock Artists group, and you can find there everything as well. So, if you go to my to my website attitude.com, you find all the Hall of Attitude marks which are already created, and you will find. Cliffs there too. Nice. Okay. Yeah. On that note, Cliff, I thank you very much for this lovely first episode. It was so interesting. And I really, you beamed me like a digital shaman into the North Hollywood world, into your, your, your early life in the 60s, 70s. I thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Nice. Dear listeners, have a great day, and we hear us next Sunday, 10 a.m., and uh, early confession. Bye, all together. Thanks, Steph. You have listened to RV Jude, West Cork's first art, fashion, and design podcast. T2, never so close again. Ah! That was too close. Okay.